Open up with me to Ephesians 5. We'll start in Ephesians 5. This names and stories thing is really cool. I'm enjoying that a lot. How many of you guys are enjoying getting to learn about other people, right? That's cool, huh? All right, Ephesians 5. We're going to start with our main chunk of scripture for this series, and then we'll jump over to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 5. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It's kind of the main thought behind this boundary series. If we have good boundaries, we can make good decisions, and we can live as wise people. But here's our main chunk of scripture for tonight, Ephesians 6. We'll start in verse 1. Ephesians 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is in the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and you may will you may live long on the earth. Start we'll read it one more time. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. I want to talk to you real quick tonight around the thought, call your mother. Call your mother, all right? In honor of Mother's Day, call your mother. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for our family. We thank you for this picture you give us of what a healthy relationship with you can look like when we're in healthy relationship with our family. And I pray as we talk about boundaries with our parents and how to relate to them, that you would give us wisdom in how to develop a healthy relationship with our family. Your name, amen. Man, I like, I have a great mom and dad. I, I really do. My mom can be a little emotional at times. My dad can be really stoic at times, which is why they balance each other out really well. Um, the first phrase, apparently, my mom was telling me the other day that I ever use is I'll do it myself. Um, I'm really independent. And I started demanding independence really early, right? And the re- my relationship with my parents got complicated as I was growing up because I had a hard time believing that I really needed them. Anybody ever have that mentality? Anybody still have that mentality? Like, I'm smart. I remember thinking I'm smarter than my parents. I remember thinking that, right? And I, I, I still remember to the day I was sitting in Centralia in a church service and I had been living in Centralia away from my parents for about four or five years at this point. And I was starting to realize more and more how much my parents took care of me when I lived at home, right? And I was sitting uh, on my bass amp. I was playing bass for a service, and there was kind of this pause. And our senior pastor in Centralia had my parents stand up. They were visiting for the special service. And he started talking about how awesome my parents were. And it was things that I knew for the most part, right? I understood how cool my parents were. But when I had someone I respect start talking about how awesome my parents were, I was like, oh, I'm really an idiot. I probably should have realized how smart my parents were a long time ago, right? And I, I want to talk about tonight how you can have a healthy relationship with your parents. You know, when Paul was writing this to the church in Ephesians, and he uses similar language in his book uh, in to the Colossians church when he writes in Colossians, he says this, he starts with obey your parents and then he moves to this word honor. And you got to understand when we look at the 10 commandments, we look at the first four, our relationship with God, right? Man's relationship to God. And then the other six are man's relationship to each other. But the Jewish people that Paul was writing to, they understood it this way. The first five actually had to do with relationship 
to God and man. They actually included honoring your father and mother more to do with your relationship with God than it did your relationship man to man. Because of this, until we get married, our greatest understanding of what a relationship with God should look like is our relationship with our parents. For some of us, this is a positive thing. We have a great relationship with our parents, and so it's easy for us to understand the role of authority that God plays in our lives. Some of us, our parents have taken advantage of that, and we have a bad picture of what parental to child relationships should look like, and so therefore we have a bad understanding of what a relationship with God should look like. And I want to lay out some tools tonight that help us put some boundaries in place that keep us from ruining our relationship with our parents. So I have this whiteboard up here. I'm going to flip it over. It's going to be like class for a minute. I had Brittany write this because her handwriting is way better than mine. Let me explain this. We go on this journey of obedience to honor with our parents. That's why it starts with obey your parents and then it says honor. When we are younger, it's our job to obey our parents. As we get older, it's our job to honor our parents. We move from having to obey everything they say to honoring their role that they play in our lives. Another fancy way of saying that is this. You start in your relationship with your parents, you start with a fancy word that's enmeshed. All right, what's that mean? When you were born, your parents had to take care of you or you would die, right? We're all on the same page. Your job was to breathe, eat, and go to the bathroom, stay alive, right? That's your job when you are first born. But what is interesting is this. As we continue to grow, the idea is that we take on more and more responsibility. The responsibilities our parents played when we were younger are ones that we should be able to do on our own now, right? And we slowly begin to grow. We can start feeding ourselves, We start dressing ourselves. We develop relationships and have friends other than our mom and dad, right? We become fiscally independent. We move out. We get married. We develop our own family. In essence, we're in this journey from being enmeshed to becoming disengaged. We slowly begin to assimilate more into my fence. This is my job, my role, my load, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. But this is the thing we do with our parents. A lot of us want to still be enmeshed in some areas, but completely treat them like we're disengaged. We don't complain when they pay for stuff. We don't complain when they feed us. We don't complain when they carry our emotional trauma. We don't complain when they encourage us. We don't complain when they start providing our basic needs. But man, if we feel like they cross a boundary that means that they're ruining my independence, I'm going to completely disengage from them. I want to lay out the fact that to be enmeshed with our parents, whether that's me taking care of my parents or my parents taking care of me in ways that are no longer appropriate, this is bad. But also being fully disengaged from our parents, that is also bad. Why? We should be in relationship honoring our parents. If you want to break down honor, write these four words down. Honor is this, reverence. How well do I respect my parents? We're going to talk about that in a second. Next one is this, is aid. Do I come to my parents' aid when they need it? (laughs) My parents moved, um, had to move some stuff around not too long ago. And I always remember that every single time I've moved, my parents drove up to help me 
And it would have been really mean for me to not come to their aid, right? So reverence, aid, maintenance. You need to maintain your relationship with them. You know, we'll, we'll complain that my parents don't reach out to me. When was the last time that you called your mother? When was the last time you paused long enough to spend time with your parents? We have to maintain the relationship. And the last one is this. Honor still includes obedience. Honor still includes obedience, but not in the way as when we were younger. Obedience. Man, I wish I would have obeyed my dad's advice before I bought my BMW. He told me, Ed, do not buy a BMW. You're going to spend so much money on that thing. I was like, Dad, I'm going to disengage from you because you violated my boundary. And then I was like, man, I really should have listened to you because I'm out. I'm out like 10 grand on this car now. I should have listened. Honor. Obedience is a part of honor. And a lot of us live in extremes back and forth. Man, my parents helped me out. So I'm really, really cool with that. They gave me money to keep going. They're not charging me rent to live at their home. But I'm not going to add any value to the house. This is interesting to me. We claim we're independent, but we live at home. We don't pay rent, and we don't add value. You're not independent. You're kind of mooching, honestly. Well, uh, you know... I, I really, my parents are the only ones that I really, really know how to be open and communicate with. That's really great. And that was really healthy when you were little. But now you've become emotionally codependent on your parents. You need to learn how to branch out and have healthy relationships outside of that. Man, my, my parents, like, they, they uh, I, I don't really know what to do if they don't know how to tell me what to do. Well, it's not very grown up yet. Time to learn how to find a compass and disengage a little bit and make some decisions on your own. To switch from having to obey everything they say to learning to take it as wise counsel. Some of us, man, my parents, my parents are addicted to a substance and so the only thing I know to do is to be there for them. And my entire life halts when my parents' life falls apart. When my parents are bad with their finances and so I've been paying for stuff for years. It's okay. It's okay to disengage a little bit and say, hey, this is unhealthy. I am playing a role that you should be playing. Anytime someone plays a role that someone else should be playing, you are now enmeshed and codependent, and that's not healthy. But at the same time, my parents told me I had to start paying rent, and I haven't talked to them in months. That's not healthy either. They're just trying to help you grow up. Man, my parents said I have to pass my classes or I'm going to have to move out. I just, they're so mean to me. You know, I've had conversations like this. No, they're helping you become a man. Come on, this is what growing up looks like. Man, my, my parents said something mean to me one time and, and totally crossed a boundary, and I just haven't talked to them in years. Maybe you should give them a second try. The extremes are bad. I want to talk about how do we find ourselves in the middle with boundaries. Three, three tools to help you build boundaries with your parents. Healthy boundaries. The first one is this, is respect. Respect, it's interesting. Respect is kind of like your shadow, right? If you spend time chasing after respect and demanding it, it'll always be behind you. But if you get really good at turning and facing someone and giving them respect, it'll always be shared. 
Think, think about your shadow, right? You ever play shadow tag? When you're running away from your shadow, you ever get freaked out by your shadow when you were little? Running away from your shadow? Oh, this person's following me, right? I don't know, it's me, okay. Well, you're running away from it. it you're never going to find it. But if you pause long enough to turn towards the person that you want respect from and give it to them first, respect will be shared. You must be willing to give respect before you demand it. A lot of us want respect from our parents. Hey, I'm a grown-up now. I'm 18. And uh, I pay for my own stuff when I go out. So I am independent. And honestly, I really can't afford to go out anymore. So if you guys could slip me some money, that'd be great. <laughs> but then, and we, we ask our parents, no, I'm going to ask you to play a role I should be paying now. But then when our parents ask us to play a role we're pay- where we should be playing, hey, I need you to clean up your room a little bit. Jeez, mom, you're the worst. It's not respect. It's not respect. Man, you guys stink. You're asking me. I remember, I remember one time my parents asked me to mow the lawn and I like had the worst attitude as I mowed the lawn and like just absolutely hated it. And then I was ticked at my parents for not respecting me. I wasn't giving respect. Got to give it in order to receive it. Some of us want to be treated as mature, independent adults, but treat our parents like children. If you want to be treated like a mature, independent adult, treat your parents like the mature, independent adult that they are. The second one is this. you got to be proactive. you got to start with respect. you got to be proactive. And Brittany and I are learning the power of this. We both have phenomenal parents, both of us. We come from great families. I'm really thankful for it. But, man, the holidays are intense at our home. Like, we entered negotiations for this Christmas already. Like, all right, we'll be at this house for these two-hour block of time, and then we're going to travel. And I know that travel doesn't count as quality time because you're not with us, and so we have to make it, you know what I mean? Like, but we started that conversation, we started that conversation 12 months in advance. Why? Because some of us stick our head in the sand and blow up when our boundaries are crossed. Instead of just communicating that that's our boundary. You don't have a right to be upset with your parents when they cross a boundary if you haven't said that that's a boundary. You don't have a right to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do last minute and then be upset when they are upset. You have the right. Write this down. You have the right to say what you want when you are setting a boundary. You have the right to say what you want, you need, you feel you need when you're setting a boundary. You have that right. But respect also says that your parents have that right too. Get good at communicating what you want in advance. Get good at communicating change in advance. I had to call my parents one year because I had to work on Thanksgiving. And I'd never worked on Thanksgiving. And as far as my parents were concerned, the United States shuts down on Thanksgiving. But Great Wolf Lodge does not. We work, right? And I called my parents, hey, guys, I'm not going to make it to Thanksgiving this year. I called them months in advance. Why? Because I wanted time for their emotions to catch up with reality. And when I give them that time, then we can come to an informed decision later. But when I wait to the last minute and I'm not proactive and I just drop a bomb and walk out, I don't have a right for them to be upset. 
Last one is this. So the first is respect, and you've got to be proactive. The last one is this, is responsibility is huge. We've talked a lot about this in this boundary series, but th- this phrase, I hope, as we keep repeating it, will bring you some freedom. You are responsible to people, but not for how they react. You're responsible to people, but not for them. You're responsible to your parents. You are. You're responsible to honor them. Why? Because that's honoring to God. You're responsible to honor your parents, but you're not responsible for the way they behave. You're not responsible to parent your parents. Let me, let me explain. I was reading this story. This young lady, 10 years old, Christmas morning, her and her mom had gone shopping for her dad multiple times. They were so excited about what they had bought her or bought him. And it comes, they come down, they come to the tree and she writes in her story. She says, I remember not seeing any presents from my dad to me. But I was so excited about the present I had gotten my dad. And they give it to the dad, and he opens it, gets up, walks to his car, drives away, never comes home. He had an entire another family. And he decided that he wanted that family over this little girl. She lives her life, has nothing to do with her father. She gets engaged. Her fiancé says, hey, I know the story with your dad. I know it's bad, but, man, I live by this phrase, you're responsible to people but not for them. And it would really stink for you to live the rest of your life wondering if you could have repaired your relationship with your father. You should reach out to him and ask him to go to lunch. So she reaches out to him, hey, you want to get lunch? She picks the richest, the most expensive steakhouse in their town. Hey, meet me here, 12 o'clock. She shows up sits down, he orders the most expensive thing on the menu, excuses himself to go to the bathroom, never comes back. She's left there with the bill, poor college student, has no way to pay it, has to call her fiance, he has to leave work, come into town, pay the bill. And he says, you've been responsible to him, but the way he's behaving, we gotta cut it off. Some of us, if we're being honest, we fall into one of two categories. We've wrote off our parents too soon. We treat our parents poorly, and we're disengaged from our parents for something that we would work out with our friends. If you would treat your friend better than you're treating your parent right now, it's not a good sign. They deserve a second chance. Why? Because you can't say with clean hands and a pure heart that you've held up your end of the bargain. But at the same time, Some of us, our relationship with our parents are so enmeshed and we're so mixed together and they aren't treating us right and and I don't know what to do about it and I've tried my best to make things well and I just can't figure it out. It is okay for you to say, I can't fix this, but what I can make better is how I treat my kids. What I can make better and what I can change is my family line. I can change how my kids are going to love their parents. I can change how my grandkids are going to see their grandpa because of how I treated my kids. I can change moving forward. It's the beautiful thing with Jesus. It's the great thing about our relationship with him is he gives us a chance to change our family line. He gives us a chance to say, hey, your parents may not have treated you well. You may need to say goodbye to the way your parents are treating you. But know this, you can always make it better. Jesus helps us write a better story than the story we may have been experiencing right now. So I want to encourage you in this. Ask ask yourself this question. Am I owning my half? 
Am I owning my half with my parents? Man, I call my parents. They live in Portland. I call them three times a week. I call my mom regularly. Why? Because I don't want to end up disengaged from my parents. I don't want to end up going months at a time not contacting them, wondering what I was mad about. I'd much rather have a healthy boundary where I am showing respect and I'm being proactive and I'm communicating and I'm taking responsibility that allows me to live a life under covering of my parents still. I I want to continue the covering that my parents have given me, but out of honor instead of being stuck in obedience. So ask yourself this question, am I owning my half? Do I need to call my mom? Do I need to call my dad? Do I need to take him out to lunch and tell him, hey, I know I'm not really showing how much I respect you right now, but things are going to change because you deserve respect. Hey, things aren't healthy with us right now, and we need to talk this out. And I feel like we have some boundaries we haven't communicated, and I'm crossing yours and you're crossing mine. But if we could figure this out, I mean, I want to be in relationship with you. This is worth the fight. Why? Because of this. Our friend Vanessa said this. Healthy families make healthy cities. Healthy cities make healthy communities, and healthy communities change the world. Your family is worth the fight. Why? Because if there was a picture of what God had for humanity, it's the family. This powerful force coming together that's changing the world and showing mutual love and respect to each other, and that's family. That's the way God operates. That's how we see God operate with his son. Your family deserves your fight. Not just now but so you have a future family that knows what healthy looks like. It's worth the fight. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you give us this picture of our relationship with our parents. And and I pray for people right now who have a bad picture of what a relationship with authority looks like. I pray that that wouldn't hinder them from understanding what true and healthy submission and obedience looks like with you. We, We thank you that your word gives us a path and understanding of how to interact with our parents. And I pray for families right now that are broken. I pray that you would bring healing to them so they can have an impact in their community and they can continue a family line of people that love Jesus and have an impact. And we thank you for it in your name. Amen.